0: Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians, You Do Not Want to Miss It. Just don't forget to put code ABIDINGFREE for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at ChasingSacred.com.
1: Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses even when they are unlovable, and it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want.
0: But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between, because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free.
1: Welcome back. This is Kristen and Shannon on the Abiding Free podcast. As always, if you're new, welcome. We're so glad you're here. If you want more information on just our overall vision and mission, uh, we just recommend you go back to season one, episode one, where we share our vision and our mission. And today we are talking about just a topic so near and dear to my heart. I've talked to so many people about this that so many of us are struggling with, and it's loneliness. We are lonely. We are a lonely generation, yet we have easier access to people than we ever have before through social media, our phones, traveling, you know, and it's just, it's it comes in at the weirdest times, doesn't it? I mean, from a personal standpoint, um, it I find that it can I can feel lonely in a crowded room. I can feel lonely with a group of friends. You know, even after a day, the day after a great date night with my husband. Mm,
0: that's weird, Kristen. I've, I have no idea what you are talking about.
1: <laughs> I feel more <laughs> alone oh, than yeah. ever.
0: <laughs> you are all alone in your struggle. <laughs> okay. I'm totally kidding. I, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) You know what? I actually think it's important to even note here is when I'm struggling, you know, mentally or, or for people that even have mental illness, you know, you can just struggle with loneliness. Like you're saying all of the time in a crowded room, you know, or for me, like if I'm, if I'm struggling with anxiety that certain week, or if I'm in a lot of physical pain chronically, like I can feel lonely because my brain just, Can't stop thinking about the pain or whatever, and I can't connect with people the way I need to. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some crazy statistics too. Um, NPR conducted a study recently and found out that three of five Americans are lonely. That's crazy. So high. That's insane. And that's sad. Uh, the New York Post in 2019 said 45% of Americans find it hard to make new friends. This was before COVID. Wow. And then um, Cigna Health Insurance found that loneliness was on the rise. It went up actually 18% since 2018. Again, before COVID. So that's right, probably skyrocketed. It's probably yeah. skyrocketed. So since COVID, the Harvard Gazette reported that young adults have been hit the hardest. In a study in February of this year, they found that 61% of people in the age group between 18 to 25 report high levels of loneliness. And this is during COVID 61%. Okay. So then who was reporting the lowest numbers of loneliness? A UCLA study found that older Americans actually reported being less lonely. That's interesting. Isn't that? Yeah, that's really Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, another thing is that in this study about generations, Zers, 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 yeah, I know, Zers, Zers. <laughs> Generation Z. <laughs> another, another thing that's interesting is that in this study about Generation Z, 13 to 17, Millennials ages 18 to 34 and Gen Xers ages 35 to 54, They are the highest users of social media. Yep, social media. So we're going to state the obvious, which is that as our social media is growing, so is our loneliness. Wow. Uh, Mm -hmm. Social media continues to be a poor substitute for true and lasting relationships. Uh, In fact, we are spending more time looking into people's lives that we barely know than those who are actually right in front of us or near us and those that we actually do know. Convicting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, some of us, you could just roll your eyes thinking, oh, I've heard this before. You know, it is something that we're talking about but we need to keep saying it because it continues to be a problem mm-hmm. and it, and the use of social media is only growing. Yes. You know, uh, there's this really cool quote from Lifeway and it's so telling. It says we have crowded loneliness. We're around people, but no one is connected. Wow. Yeah. That's a and great quote. Another um, Erin Davis, she's a speaker for
1: Lifeway as well. She stood up on a stage at a Lifeway conference and asked who is lonely Two thirds of the people stood up. Oh, my goodness. They were moms, wives, you know, and right. That's a big myth out there. Marriage is going to cure our loneliness yeah. and motherhood, you know, motherhood's going to mm. cure our loneliness. And I mean, it's funny. I have an extroverted talkative. I want to be with you every second daughter. And she <laughs> doesn't cure loneliness. <laughs> I have, you know, I'm just thankful. And I know not everybody has this. But, you know, I have an amazing husband, supportive extended family. I have great friends that I don't deserve, but loneliness still comes in Mm -hmm. at times and it's, it's just so difficult. And there's so many of you that out there that, you know, don't have some of those things, but loneliness comes in for you as well. Yeah. And so let's talk about, you know, what the Bible has to say about loneliness and the encouragement it offers. Um, you know, so the first thing we want to just ask, we want to just go back and say, well, why, like, where does it come from? Like, why are we lonely? Exactly. And I know this may seem obvious to some of you, but we do need to just briefly go over. It just would be, I know is helpful for me to just remind myself that it goes back to the garden of Eden and Genesis three, you know, it, it says, I just love this picture that God and man used to walk together. The Garden of Eden, right? It's a perfect. It's a picture of a perfect relationship they had. They had perfect relationship with God and each other. And I mean, (laughs) I laugh sometimes because I think why did you take the fruit? Eat? Yeah. I mean, you had a perfect relationship with God and your husband. You probably looked perfect too. I was gonna say and he probably looked, looked pretty perfect. darn good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking like hot body. We're talking <laughs> good. Right. I mean, and you, you don't even hear when I, I thought of this the other day, I was kinda of laughing. When they were at the tree, like you don't hear about the kids being around. I know. And they weren't getting in trouble because they didn't I, sin oh, if they had the yeah, kids at the time. Right. We, don't, we know, don't know. But I just was kinda laughing. I'm like, they even had a perfect, a perfect date. They, even, they had a perfect date. <laughs> Perfect kids. <laughs> yes. But anyways, you know, sin entered in, right? And, and lo- so did loneliness. That's when loneliness came in. Yeah, Our relationships were broken with God and with each other. And I think why that's important to note is because I think in our loneliness, we can believe lies, we can be frustrated, which, you know, and we almost can get mad at God. We think it's God's fault that we're lonely sometimes or even... Mm-hmm that like consciously, but we think something, you know, God's he's not withholding here. something yes, he's withholding. And, you know, what's interesting is it's the very opposite that God is the one who provided covenants when they left the garden of Eden and their relationship with God was broken. God was the one that was using covenants to be able to draw his people oh, back to him. He was the one that wanted powerful. to meet them in their, in their loneliness. And we've been given a way to have be in relationship with God. And we really shouldn't have, I mean, he's a holy, perfect God. We'll talk about more on that later, but yeah, just important to note.
0: Yeah. I think another thing that's important to note is that loneliness was experienced by some of the godliest believers, wow. right? In a weird way, that's so comforting. You know? isn't Misery it? loves company. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> but it's,
1: it's true. It's, it's, true. Like,
0: it's so true. Oh, I'm it's not so, weird. I'm yes. not, I'm, you know. It's affirming. It yeah, is exactly. affirming. Uh, you know, David, a man described as a man after God's own heart. He says in Psalm twenty-five, sixteen: turn to me and be gracious to me for mm. I am lonely and afflicted. Wow. You know, he could have just said I'm afflicted or I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. But he, he used the word lonely mm-hmm. and many other Psalm writers describe being lonely as well. Uh, we know David frequent his, David's frequent loneliness teaches us that it ultimately cannot be resolved through what one, an amazing best friend. We know Jonathan was, sounds like they a had really an, great I, a friendship. Really there. great friend. Yeah. He was so, I mean, I always think that's so amazing how yeah. his loyalty to David, even, um, even with his own father, I know. you know, it's just oh, so beautiful. The yes. friendship,
1: there's a lot of aspects of that friendship that right. are just incredible. Yeah. So,
0: okay. So that doesn't solve loneliness, popularity and success being the King, mm-hmm. um, or even marriage. I mean, he had uh, plenty of spouses, <laughs> right? Lots yeah. to choose from. Eight. Eight. <laughs> that's
1: yeah, it's like if one didn't meet, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> this one's not meeting my need. I could go to the next
0: one, which we're, God just does not encourage no, polygamy. No. But <laughs> God forbade it. But, but you know, David was maybe, maybe seeking fulfillment in something that only God could provide. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But I would want to reference here one of our episodes called Your Spouse Will Never Be Enough if you didn't listen to it. We dive into this a bit more.
1: Yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with motivation to get into God's word. And I love adding some aesthetic beauty and note-taking to my Bible study with the Mr. Pen Selah Bible Journaling Kit. This classy and beautiful kit comes with everything you need to add some fun and color to your study. This set comes with Bible tabs, highlighters and pens, stickers with a modern script font, gold cross paper clips, transparent sticky notes, and a lovely cream and gold supplies pouch to hold it all together. And today you can get a discount on the Selah Bible Journaling Collection on Amazon with the discount code SelahKit24. Use SelahKit24 on Amazon for a discount today. And I mean, as just a funny note too, you know, another thing that Uh, our loneliness will not be resolved by is Instagram likes and followers, (laughs) right? That's like the new thing. Oh, I have like a thousand you know, followers. Yeah. It's like money. It's
0: never enough. It's never enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, One thing to just encourage, and this is both, I feel like this is both a hard and a comforting truth is that loneliness was a frequent feeling of those who are being persecuted for righteousness. And we know from scripture, guys, that if we are claiming to be followers of Christ, we are actually promised persecution. going so away, we could be just knowing that we are going to feel lonely. Yeah. And you know, Jeremiah is a great example of this loneliness. And in in, in Jeremiah 15, 10 I mean, he went through, by the way, horrible isolation and rejection from the people. He was a prophet and he he was rejected by other believers, like other, like God's people. And he said in 1510, he said, woe is me, my mother, that you gave birth to me. A man incites dispute and conflict in all the land. I did not lend or borrow, yet everyone curses me. There he's saying, I've been righteous, like, you know, not perfect. I've lived, uh, you know, and yet everyone, think about Mm -hmm. that. He feels Every, isolated. So we're talking about family, friends, everyone is rejecting him. And I, I'll just say, um, I just love God's word. And, you know, right after I became a believer, I lived in a sorority house. I loved my sorority house. And um, there was just a night where it was just like soon after I had become a follower of Jesus. And I just didn't know quite how to like handle going out and, and you know, um, not getting drunk. I felt convicted about, you know, just not getting drunk. And, um, there was a night where like the entire house like went out to just party it really hard and you know that was fun and I wanted you know there was part of me that still wanted to go and but for that night I just felt convicted not to go and I just remember I, I had just started reading the Bible I didn't know where to go and I was so lonely I mean picture mm. this like huge mansion mm. and I was there by myself and I was like it was I just thought I thought being a Christian was gonna be mm. you know easier yeah. or whatnot. and I remember feeling so lonely and I went into I took my Bible and I went into the my like chapter you know room mm-hmm. of my sorority and I, I went in the it was like the basement and I just cried and I didn't know I didn't know how to study the Bible really well but I opened to Jeremiah mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't always happen but I just started reading it and I can tell you I was so comforted by his loneliness and mm-hmm. now I wasn't facing intense persecution, but I just love that God is that gracious. Like we yeah. can even relate to that. Like That's just so the beautiful. isolation of when you've changed or when, you know, or when you're different, well, and your
0: loneliness brought you to him.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, and I just love even the apostle Paul showed lo- some loneliness. He said, um, in second Timothy four sixteen, he said at my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. I'll be honest, guys, when I was writing this, you know, when Shannon and I were writing this podcast and I came across this, this verse, I just thought about how many times there's verses that you just, you just read through really fast and you don't think about really what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, can you, like, he doesn't share his, his emotion there, but oh my goodness, think about that. Nobody, he's literally saying he had no friend, Mm -hmm. no follower of Jesus that stood by him. Like, that's just crazy. So um, another point we just want to make, though, on these are, you know, loneliness of like, you know, followers of Jesus out of persecution. But let's just be honest, too. Sometimes loneliness might be our fault. Proverbs teaches us that isolation is really unwise. And um, it, I believe it's uh, it's Proverbs eighteen one, and it says, "One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom." Wow, yeah, and sound wisdom is not isolating when, when self isolation can lead to, you know, deep loneliness. And I think, um, you know, even sometimes we're we're hiding. I think isolation can kind of take on two forms. I just want to add is that I think sometimes we can, we, we don't look like we're isolated. Like maybe we're around a lot of people, but we're isolating the deep part yeah. of our life. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And so I think there's like two forms we're like physically isolating, but we can also just be like, not, you know, and being vulnerable. Yeah. Being, being vulnerable. Ourselves. And, you know, we can think we're being around a lot of people because we're flooding our time with social media. So we think we're social, but we're not being intimately social. And I just think we need to really be honest with ourselves about the loneliness that might be, you know, cause of our own, you know, our own isolation. And I I found this in another study, like loneliness is on the rise. And I found a study where um, a group of people um, said that TV or social media scroll is their greatest companion. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's, it's, you know, we wonder why we're so lonely. Um, And, you know, just another thing too, we want to say another point is that, Loneliness is going to tell us that nobody understands. Now, okay, we're this we're using a metaphor. Loneliness doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah. It's a feeling, but it it's we can believe lies in our loneliness. And we want to just call it the truth here. Um, you know, that, you know, likely Jesus experienced loneliness deeper than anyone yeah. that has ever lived. I was thinking yeah. this the other day. Um, think about. So it says in, in scripture, it says in Isaiah 53, 3, it called him a man that was rejected by men and acquainted with many sorrows. And I was just thinking about even as a kid. Okay. So it doesn't say in Isaiah 53, oh, only as an adult, he was rejected by yeah. men. What kid would like a perfect Child, hmm. yeah, that they never get in trouble, yeah. But they're always, I mean, yeah, probably, but rejected a lot by their by by kids. Yeah. By, I mean, it's just like to That's think, interesting of to think how, about how, and we know Jesus was deserted by his disciples the night he was arrested. I mean, he just went through so much, um, you know, and his disciples, the ones he lived and traveled with, didn't fully understand who he even was. Yeah, and you know, now some of us some of you may be thinking, well, he was perfect. He had a perfect relationship with God. So he couldn't experience loneliness. But what we're seeing here is loneliness is not always a result of sin. Sin, you know, caused by the entrance of loneliness in the world, but loneliness is not always caused by our sin. And, you know, Hebrews 4.15 reminds us that Jesus understands everything that we have gone through, all of our struggles and temptation, and he sympathizes it. I just love that. He's not like, you know, come on, toughen up. You have the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, you, and, um, so another point is just that, you know, we want to talk about, well, what do we, what can we do in our loneliness? And again, this might seem obvious to say, but I need this truth over and over again. The Holy Spirit is the greatest antidote for our loneliness. Like not just next to us, but within us, he's within us fellowshipping with, comforting and helping us. You know, the Holy Spirit is promised in John 14 to be our counselor, to be with us forever. Remember that verse we talked about with Paul? Okay, this is this was so amazing. He, this is, listen to what he says next. So remember he said, at my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. And listen to this, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Mm-hmm. So that I might fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear it. Oh, that's oh. so powerful. And I, I love I love that it doesn't say, because I did think about this. I love that what it doesn't say is, you know, Paul doesn't say, you know, I'm all good. I, I didn't need anyone. I didn't need people. It just says that the Lord strengthened them. So what that indicates is he needed some strengthening. Yeah. He felt weak. Yeah. Probably lonely. We can, yeah. you know, and who knows? We don't we don't know. I don't want to, you know, project this on the scripture, but maybe some moments before he preached he wept. Yeah. He talked to God about his loneliness. We see that in the Psalms. So why wouldn't we assume that perhaps Paul might have done that as well? Oh. Just like the depth of that loneliness. But this Holy Spirit was his strength,
0: his comfort. Oh love that. That is so that is so powerful. And I love how you said sometimes you read through scripture and you don't yeah. let it truly sink in. Yeah. To really just putting yourselves, you know, as best you can and your mm. thoughts in, in, in Paul's shoes. Yeah. And that is just, that's so powerful. And, and it goes back to telling ourselves to like truth. So when your brain's telling you you're lonely, nobody understands you. Nobody understands this, mm. like condemning that and speaking that truth and knowing yeah. these verses, it's just so good to talk mm. about. Um, I think another point we wanted to make is that the greatest thing we can do in our loneliness is abide in Jesus. Mm. Right? The the Holy Spirit, like Kristen said, is always with us. We have to respond to his presence, though, and walk in his Mm -hmm. presence so we don't feel lonely. You know, James says to draw near to him and he will draw Mm -hmm. near to us, but we have to be the one drawing, Mm -hmm. you know? Right? And I could spend 10 days straight, like, think about it 10 days straight with my husband, right? And literally sitting right next to him. But if I didn't talk to him that whole time, if I didn't ask him questions, if we didn't do things together Mm -hmm. that was bonding, yeah. I would feel lonely even though he's there.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So God
0: is there. Right. But if I'm not drawing near to him Knowing and abiding him. in him, I can feel lonely even though he's there. Yeah. He says he's there. Yeah, he'll
1: never leave. He'll us, never leave yes. us. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's it's, good. Yeah. And Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And isn't that the truth? Mm. Apart from him, we cannot escape loneliness. Mm. Uh, the best thing we can do in our loneliness. Another thing is live life with others. Right. And we mm-hmm. see that all throughout scripture. Right. And it tra- probably needs to be said living life life with others is not liking their vacation pictures again on social. <laughs> Sometimes right. I think it is. Like, oh, we're <laughs> friends. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah. I totally loved your vacation. It sounds like it was great. <laughs> I know. I'm so close. I'm so you. close. I saw <laughs> your
1: <I have laughs> vacate picture. Yeah.
0: No, we need day to day, face to face interaction. First uh, Thessalonians 3 9 says, um, very, he says he prayed very earnestly night and day to see you face to face and to complete what is lacking in your mm. faith. Right. Paul could have kept writing letters. Yeah. Right. It would have been easier. True. Think about traveling. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Right? And he faced so much. He travels and shipwrecks. And, yeah. He's on an island. He goes to jail. <laughs> <don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: so much easier to write letters. But he knew face to face was necessary. You know, we can't get from our screens the companionship that we truly need. Right. And this could be an entirely different podcast, really. Yeah, really. Right. Oh, yeah. On, on like how, to, how to be yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then if it's not, like, how do I be friends in yeah. a lonely world? There's an awesome resource we want to recommend by Jenny Allen. It's called Find Your People. I love that. I know. You know, who's it's your just, people? It's just straightforward. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. And I we thought it was super practical and real. We'll link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I, I loved that book. And I just studied, I also just studied Proverbs with my church and I was just encouraged and being reminded of how much practical advice on friendship is in there and how to be a good friend, how not to be a bad friend. Yeah, and I just, I was like, wow, I, I had forgotten how, how much practical and, things are in there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and we just want to leave today with just two of the greatest promises we have in our loneliness. Um, you know, and, and it just needs to be said. And I need the truth over and over again that I, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Loneliness and loneliness will not separate us from the love of God. Romans eight thirty one through 38 tells us nothing will separate us from the love of God. I think one of the worst parts of loneliness is it can actually make us— feel like we're not saved. We're not his child. We just, that's, that can be the the worst part.
0: Which is that deepest loneliness, which is what Jesus felt on the cross. Yes. That separation from From, the father. Yeah. Yeah. Even the thought of that.
1: Yeah. And it can, you know, loneliness can tempt us to believe the lie that we are too far away from God to truly be his. And I just think of when Jesus says that, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Nothing will snatch them out of my hand. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. The feeling of loneliness mm. will not separate, separate us from God. Even if we feel far from God, we are not. We are not. He is always with us. And I just, again, one day, you know, our loneliness is going to be wiped away forever. Re- uh, Revelation four says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Knowing the end of the story can provide us such amazing comfort and hope in this loneliness. You know, and it's just, it's tough, right? We're the loneliest generation. We have to remind ourselves that the solution is not ultimately from what the world offers. The greatest wisdom is to look first to His word for the why, the what now, and the tools and help. We have him building relationships. And ultimately, as we say over and over right on this podcast, is abide in him. Abiding is remaining in his love, in his presence. I love what Shannon just, you know, talked about is, you know, we we have to actually respond to his presence. Mm -hmm. Right. We have to respond to his presence and we can't just limit it to a sit down on our couch with our Bible. And then we get up for the day and we we think, you know, he's left there, but it's this constant fellowship with our father. We're praying for you friends and your loneliness. Feel free to reach out to us if anything struck a chord for you. And um, we are just constantly
0: praying for you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast
1: and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the
0: message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.